cheek. Okay, you know I had the grandest plans of recording this every week that I was away this summer. I had a, a, a big Euro trip and I was like, perfect. I'll have so much to say. I'll be traveling, things will be happening. I'll put it all in the podcast, perfect. In my defense, I don't think Europe is designed to put you in like a work mindset, you know? It's like nowhere really lights a fire under your ass to like be productive in a, in a way that's, I don't want to say monetary way, but you know, in a, a real way that I think New York certainly does. So, you know, it's not really my fault. It's kind of, you know, the land of Europe. I say the UK is the exception to this rule. I was in the UK for several weeks and I was working. I did Edinburgh Fringe Fest, if you're not following along. And that those are conditions you can work under. What, are you, what else are you going to do? It's raining. You're, you're, you know, there's nothing going on outside that's really breathtaking or whatever. And yeah, you're going you're gonna to get some stuff done. It's insane. Friend of the pod, uh, Jake Cornell, described me in Scotland as someone he's never seen so affected by weather in his whole life. <laughs> Which, I did come from very warm climates. I'm sure that I will tell many stories from, you know, the whole uh, journey in later episodes of the pod, I feel like it's boring to just give you one long sit-down story of my whole trip. But I came from Greece, technically. I was in Israel and Tel Aviv seeing my friend David Odyssey, who is back in New York. Consider that the announcement. It's, it's like he never left. It's perfect. So I'm seeing David in Tel Aviv, which is a whole story on its own literally booked the ticket from Greece, from Kiki's Hotel. Hotel, forget me not. And David says, okay, there's a teeny attack in Gaza, which starts a whole, as, as everyone was calling it, small war. Small war. So, you know, had to wait till that was over. Told David, you know what? I'm coming. They call a ceasefire. Thank you so much. <sighs> That's a really abbreviated version of the story, but... So I leave Tel Aviv to go perform stand-up every night for two weeks. Insane. We had one night off, so I guess 13 shows. And I had a layover in Rhodes in Greece. It was about three hours. So, of course, I go to the beach for an hour, get a car back, like a 10 o'clock flight. I'm like, this is gorgeous. It was nice to touch back down in, you know, in my fake homeland of Greece and it's around 10.05, 10, 10.10. It's me and a bunch of like sunburned Scottish people because they've just been vacationing in Greece and we're all just kind of like having beers, relaxed, chill. All of a sudden, some people like get an email that our flight is canceled. You know, we start hearing some whisperings. I'm like, okay. Suddenly I get the email and we're like, okay, this is, and by the time this is like 1130, you know, and it's easy jet is the most important part of this easy jet, which is the spirit airlines of Europe. And so I'm like, okay, 
we, where are we going? It's, you know, it's late. This is a small area. All of the hotels are booked. I'm calling all these hotels. They're like, try to find accommodations. Maybe we'll be able to help the people with children. So I'm like, great. Am I about to sleep in this airport? My God. I also, of course, you know, taxi to the beach and back. I have this taxi driver's number. He's going to some festival in, you know, downtown. So I'm like, do I go to this Greek festival? What do I do with my bags? You know, whatever. All of a sudden, you know, we're all like literally laying on the floor with our bags, whatever. We don't know what's going to happen. They direct everyone to get in this like giant, like unmarked bus. And we're like, okay, it's, you know, giving human trafficking. We drive for like, I don't know, 40 minutes. No one knows where we're going. They pull up to what they called a lifestyle resort, which tea. It was massive and it was luxurious. We walk in. I, you know, tell them by myself. I'm worried that they're not going to give me a room because I don't have kids. They're like, yeah, no problem. Here's your key. No credit card, no nothing. So I walk into this stunning suite with a balcony, infinity pool right below it. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking going swimming. So I'm sneaking into all the pools. I'm ordering room service. I'm watching Gone Girl, which I will say delivered. I have a lot of thoughts on that, actually. I'll do that in a later episode. So yeah, I had this mini Greek vacation that I was not paying for anything for. So we leave, they drive us back to the airport, we get on a flight. The flight is adorable. I'm with all the Scottish children. We all kind of like knew each other at that point. We've been through this kind of trauma. I'm sitting in the middle of this family and you know, they're being so cute. Can I have a cheese toasty? You know, cutest kids ever. I, they make the announcement that we're gonna start descending. And all of a sudden the plane gets dark, like all, like almost nighttime dark, like really significantly darker. And I'm like looking around, no one is reacting at all. I'm figuring for my life. I'm like, what? it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Why? Why is it nighttime? We land to the drizzliest, darkest land I have ever been in. And that's where I was for two weeks. It did get sunny. That was the worst weather I experienced was right when I landed. But let me tell you, what else was I going to do besides work? It really did put me in the mood to truly um, work on my craft. Because besides drinking little baby beers, that's all there was to do. I guess there was like the touristy things that, of course, I did none of. I went and saw the Harry Potter stuff, whatever. It was a show a day. It was a, the craziest schedule. It doesn't sound bad, but it is. So that's why I didn't have the podcast. (laughs) Is the long and short of it. I was either somewhere too luxurious or too rainy and doing stand-up. And, you know, some stories will naturally occur. But I hope you had a great summer. And thanks for coming back. I want to start off with a story from the other night, which is, I'll warn you up top, anticlimactic. Not a crazy story, but a, a gag for me. It was, so a friend who, you know, runs events for a hotel downtown kind of invited us to this free dinner where they are just taking pictures of you for promo for their hotel or whatever. Free drinks, free food. I had a steak. I had martinis. Yeah, I'm there. Take a picture of me shoveling food into my mouth. I don't care. It's free. So 
my friend Dexter, who I brought, leans across the table, our very crowded table, there's a lot of people there, and says, Misha Barton is behind you. I feel like that was her PR, sending a fire truck down to not say her name. The OC star, Misha Barton, is behind you. And I was like, mm, okay. And I look and I'm like, I, I don't see her. Is that, no, is that, no, I don't think so. But never am I one to ruin a celebrity sighting. I'm usually pretty good at it in clocking and in like clocking a fake. But I don't want to tear someone's dream apart. I figure, you know, we were leaving soon. I'm like, let my friend think that they saw Misha Barton. So the night continues. We go to Paul's Baby Grand. I'm luckily with a friend who, uh, you know, knew someone with a table. We take over said table. We're drinking for free. We're having fun. I see a friend who I know kind of from comedy, kind of just from downtown. And she is with said celebrity fake to me and Dexter goes up I'm a huge fan I'm so gagged to see you here blah 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 and I'm like okay this now you know random woman who's probably named like Lauren or something is like accepting this compliment politely for my friend night goes on I'm talking to my friend a little bit I go to the bathroom I come back I'm like okay let me say hi to this person I didn't want to say hi because I didn't want them to say I'm Lauren and then us to be like oh okay it's not her I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Misha. Okay, it is Misha Barton. I had not Googled recent pictures of her. She looks very different in a very badass way. This was a person who came up. She turned, I believe, 18 when she was filming the OC. So that's insane. This is the, I think, the probably worst time, like, body image-wise, to be coming of age and in the public eye. Like, she was obviously unbelievably thin. Maybe not even by her choice, you know? It's like, uh, And she's beyond that. I've also heard some other stories about, you know, what she's been through since then. And, like, yeah, fucking live. So, yeah, we end up hanging out with fucking Misha Barton. She was really sweet, really cool, and gave us a real, like, a literal, why isn't anyone fun anymore? Like, Lexi Featherston, what's wrong? Like, what? No one wants to have fun? Nobody wants to hang out? And not even, like in like a druggy way, just like, why isn't anyone like dancing and being cool? Great question. So she liked our vibe and yeah, like I told you, anticlimactic, but pretty funny. I really didn't think it was her. I was like, this can't be Misha fucking Bart. It's not her, but I don't know. Google her, look at her Instagram. She's gorgeous. She's fabulous. And, uh, I I thought it was really nice of me to try not not to fuck up a fake celeb sighting for my friend. So like many of my peers and loved ones, I've been getting targeted Instagram ads for the microcurrent device that you rub on your face and it lifts your face up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it, this is what I feel like my life has become, just rubbing different things on my face, devices, the red light, whatever. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I was hesitant to get this because I am, of course, a Botox queen and I am fully frozen right now, more than two weeks out. But I was like, I don't want to fuck up my Botox. And also like, what is 
what is a micro cray? You know what I mean? I'm like, are these like radio for what am I putting into my face? It seems like a really convenient way for whoever. Yeah, I'm going conspiracy theory for the government or someone to turn women's brains into scrambled eggs. Yeah. Oh, let's tell them it'll make them younger. It'll lift up your face. But really, it's just putting like toxic brain waves into our faces. Who the fuck knows? I was still very skeptical of it, even though the results looked uh, amazing. I also I don't think I ever talked about this. I had had I was actually really worried for my identity. I think it was like last winter where I was trying to do face yoga and I download an app for it. That I'm, again, targeted by Instagram. And <laughs> I'm such an idiot. So it t- shows you what, um, you know, exercises to do for your face. Where you're kind of like lifting your head one way, lifting it another way, puffing your cheeks out, whatever. And you're putting, it's like a front-facing camera. And you're doing these exercises. It's scanning your face, telling you when you're at the right angle, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I was like this is just scanning my face and like they're really making you move it around, get all of the angles, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden the app glitches and there's just all of this Russian text. Great. Great. Russia has been scanning my face. Identity stolen. Probably made a bunch of fake passports or something. Who knows? So yeah, that's why I'm a little skeptical about skincare because who knows what they're targeting. This isn't kind of like a Republican conspiracy theory. This is real. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably on QAnon or whatever. So today, I try my device. I found it on Nordstrom Rack. It's the New Face Mini for $100. Reasonable price. So, <laughs> I get it. I'm excited to use it. What do you have to do? You have to charge it for 12 hours first. So I'm like, Ugh. okay, charge it overnight. Wake up. Here I I'm fucking ready. You have to put like literally what they do for like ultrasounds, like for babies or for, you know, me and most of my friends, the cysts on the ovaries, like petroleum jelly. I'm sure it's expensive petroleum jelly or whatever. Gel primer is what they call it. Hydrating leave on formula. Yeah, whatever. It's their brand. And obviously they're like, this is one that works best. So, cause otherwise the microcurrent like won't go into the muscles that it's like controlling or whatever. So I put it on, there's an app that you can use that like tells you what to do and how long to keep it on what area of your face. <laughs> this is not going to happen to anyone, everyone, obviously. So, you know, this is more of a horror story just for me personally. I always forget that I have a permanent retainer. On the bottom of my teeth. You know I had braces twice. It was a nightmare for my family. They're just constantly trying to fix my fucked up teeth. My mouth was too small for them. Like I had to get an expander. Braces, braces again. It was, it was terrible. So when they put in this retainer on the bottom, I was like, yeah, leave that shit in there. And I'm going to. So, of course, I never think about this, ever. And... All of a sudden, I'm, I'm working my, my chin area. It feels like nothing. It feels like the device is not even on. I thought I'd feel like, you know, I've got the solar wave that like, kind of like vibrates or whatever. It feels like nothing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, am I tasting metal? <laughs> I swear to God. And all of a sudden, I was like, I have a fucking retainer. 
Is this the the radio waves going onto my retainer and bouncing into my mouth? Cancer. Immediate cancer. I don't know. So I start Googling. I'm like, people with retainers. And of course, nobody's Googled that. Found braces, found dental implant. And let me tell you, there's mixed, mixed uh, should you, shouldn't use out there. Some people are like, that's fine. The new face, of course, is like, we don't have any information that says it's bad. The scientists running new face, you know, who the fuck knows? But <laughs> I'm guessing I shouldn't keep using it. It did lift. Essentially, it's muscle training. You know, it's like just like shocking muscles. But if you stop using it, it stops. So it's like, and what am I going to use this for the rest of my life? I think what I'll probably do with it is like on an occasion or before I get pics or something, you know, when I really need to, or if the, you know, if I start seeing jowls, then I'll, I'll pick it back up. But that's fucking crazy. <laughs> what if I was like, so I'm going to use it every day? I might. I could be that dumb. And I just spent $100 on it. So I'm like, I'm not going to not use it. But it's, it's fucked up. And it's, um, but I don't know. If you're using it, message me. And if you have a retainer and you're using it, message me. But I'm just like, honestly, like, that seems insane to put, like, radio waves in our face. But I mean, people do micro... It's fine. There's microcurrent facials everywhere. People will be getting sued. I don't know. Well, and just like that is filming. And you can feel it. You can definitely feel it in the air. It, it changes everything. Sarah Jessica Parker is out in certain mechanic outfits and uh, all, all sorts of things. It's... I don't know. Like, I don't feel bad by any means, but they're, they're terrified. I have this on record from someone who's working in the writer's room right now. <laughs> I wanted, I, I don't know if it's bad for me to say this, but she's, they're not even writing. They're there to make sure that the show doesn't get canceled, to make sure that nothing offensive is being said, which I think is hilarious. Supposedly, the writer's room is just is terrified because of the backlash of the first season of the show which I obviously was a part of. And like I tried to say through all of the episodes uh, that we did on this podcast, grateful for it. So thankful that it's happening and that they're doing another season. But, you know, whatever. So supposedly Michael Patrick King is kind of like, whatever, we're making good TV they like it, they like it. They don't, they don't, whatever. But the writers are shitting their pants. They did call me to do extra work right when I, I was in Florida doing stand-up for children at Florida State University. Which, like, really, I hadn't done a college in a minute. And that was my first kind of big college. Um, they, they are children. You're, they're 18, 19. Yeah, I was thinking about what I was saying. Which is maybe a good idea in general for stand-up. But I was like, wow, talking about ketamine seems wrong in this setting. And I didn't. Whatever. So just getting back from Florida, you know, you got to give them two days. You got to do the COVID testing in Queens. And then you're there for 14 hours or whatever for $100. I wasn't feeling up to it. I was just kind of like, I don't know about this. Which I do kind of regret. I sent them that I could do other dates if they wanted. So maybe they'll call me back. But I was like, to do extra work two seasons in a row, that's a little whatever. But now I'm kind of like, nah, maybe it would have been fun. Um, 
the tea that I do have, which um, we will be coming back with uh, the episodes where the show starts. Jake, who I mentioned previously and uh, was a big part of the And Just Like That recaps last season, was the one who was giving me uh, this tea. And I actually stopped him. I was like, I actually cannot know any plot points. Um, he told me a few and I was like, stop, stop. I can't, I can't have this ruined. But what I will say is that supposedly they handle the Willie Garson situation really well is what I'm told. I don't, again, didn't ask for specifics. I think Jake didn't even ask for specifics, but they were like, you'll be very happy with that. So that is beautiful. And I'm excited to see that. I hope that they take some swings. I hope that they're not, obviously they are worried about being canceled as they hired my friend to, for that specifically, to my knowledge. But let's, let's hope they take some swings. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it is. I've seen the signs around, and they're actually just putting AJLT, where last year, at least the scenes I worked on, they were not putting the signage up, the papers, with the name. I think they were maybe using a code name or something. But they're around. If you're walking, you'll probably see them filming. The ones I saw were in Midtown. I was like, bring them to Dimes. Do a Dimes episode. We'll see. I thought that I saw them maybe. I've been, I've been staying on the Italian side of town because um, a couple of people were staying in my apartment. And I thought that I saw them. It was big tracks and whatever, but I think it was fucking Blue Bloods or something. So we shall see. I feel optimistic, even just in, you know, the fun way of... Can't wait to talk about it. But yeah, I guess we got to be a little nicer. And also we don't. I did go to the SNL party this weekend, which I was like, okay, this is going to be a banger. It's Megan the Stallion. It's early in the season. Like, let's fucking go. I, you know, I'm always chasing the dragon of the first time I ever went, which was, of course, in like, you know, 2017 or something. And Drake, it was Drake's episode. And he, they threw the party at Dave and Buster's in Times Square. And... Drake did not do much. Like maybe he was DJing a little bit. He was standing behind the DJ. Then all of a sudden pulls out this like, you know, device for spitting money out. You know, one of those little like handheld things that just like shoot money. And he shoots so many $2 bills in the air. It was fantastic. My friend, of course, who we did lose to Los Angeles, RIP, dives to the ground and just starts gathering them, puts them in her shirt. So she's handing them to me. I'm like, yes, yes, get it. How much money can we get? We got like 80 bucks. As soon as, you know, she starts doing that security comes over. Who are you here with? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Michael Che. We were not there with Michael. I don't know who got us in at that time, but it was not Michael Che. They're like, okay, you absolute losers. (laughs) So it ends. We leave. We go get McDonald's in Times Square with the $2 bills. Thank you, Drake. Whatever. And it was an iconic night. They've never been as good as that since. This one was at STK in Midtown, which as soon as I heard the location, I was going to be like, okay, let's see how this is. Also, supposedly Megan's house just got robbed. 
in LA, you know, she's, I think she's going to school. She's saying, you know, maybe she's not in a party mode. Looked amazing. I will say stunning face and body. She was sitting down, but looked amazing. My big sighting there was of course, (laughs) real housewives of Potomac, Ashley Darby, who is looking stunning and very divorced um, if you haven't been watching Potomac, which just premiered, major plot point is, is she getting divorced or not? To which I say, um, leave her alone. This is a huge financial decision for her. I think that's been her plan the whole time as she married a lizard person. Um, but she waited out the prenup. She got two kids. But yeah, she probably can't just go out and purchase a home by herself with her. I'm sure it's the kind of situation where she has no money of her own. So I don't understand why the girls are like, what is, how are you, you know, buying a house with the guy? Yeah, she needs to get a fucking house so she can leave him. Whatever. She's there, very cozy at the bar next to me as I'm ordering a drink with Luke from Summer House, who is also a nightmare. I don't think you can look into his eyes and be like, this seems like a good guy. He tortured Hannah Burner for all of, for years, I feel like, on Summer House. Now he's on Winter House, which has been an absolute, like, I don't know, this, like, co-ed frat party vibe of these shows. Obviously, for some reason, I'm watching it, but I've never been very committed to it. Even the Southern charm of it all, I'm like, Ugh. I'm here for as my friend Dexter has called it, the mean girl politics of local celebrities. Not even celebrities, just locals. Which I think is the issue with the new Roni, which was announced at BravoCon. BravoCon to me is humiliating. If you went, you had fun. Very happy for you. Ay, ay, ay. I just feel that like, Bravo in general is a it's a glorified freak show. It's people agreeing to do this to their lives for us to watch. And I just don't think we need to give them more. I don't we don't need thousands and thousands of people coming to like see them like it's just like don't give them that. It I don't know. It it also looked like a shit show production-wise kind of. I I know it all worked out, but <laughs> I mean my friend um Chris Murphy boots on the ground for Vanity Fair. I guess they were sitting for like 30, 40 minutes waiting for whatever panel because of technical difficulties. I really can't think of a more high maintenance crowd to have like sit there waiting with nothing to do. Like that's, that's, this is not a chill audience. These are, you know, some of the most intense people that you can gather in a space. Seems like a nightmare to me. I'm sure I'd have a good time and be excited or whatever. But with the new Roni, I think, like, the time that I really glorify is obviously, like, the Regency era. It was the most high drama, super localized in, like, this kind of, this group. And even though they're old and whatever, if you don't know, they're revamping top to bottom Real Housewives of New York because most of the older women in it voted for Trump and it's uncomfortable. So they are supposedly getting their own legacy show and they're starting over and Andy wants to cover 
all of Manhattan. I don't know if any of them are Brooklyn-based, but he's like, we're going uptown, downtown, whatever. But it's very, it's giving Facetune, airbrush. Like, it's not going to be the messy, fun cast that I had hoped for. I think that there's so many interesting people all over the island, not just downtown, but like Kelly fucking Catrone. You know, I think we need to look into Leah's world. Supposedly Leah is like, I don't know if she's banned, but like I think in an upcoming season on, of Ultimate Girls Trip, something happened. This is unconfirmed, but that's what I heard. So Leah's obviously not coming back. Jenna Lyons, fine, but, you know, obviously I'm like fucking Kat Marnell. Like I want like dirty downtown clashing with whatever, whoever else. I'm just like, I, I want it to be messy. Like fuck it up a little, you know? It seems like they're scared. They're, they're just like playing it very, very safe with this first cast. And obviously it's difficult. First casting, no, like no immediate like person for us to latch on to who we know but that's why I'm like put in a Kelly Catrone give us one person to be like really excited about I guess that's what they were trying to do with Jen Lyons whatever but I think um I don't know I wish I I wish I was more excited and I'm kind of not well I have to go get ready for a play reading I'm going to at the Jane Hotel. Um, you know, it's a shame. And tune into my column with Nylon this month for more information on this. But supposedly <laughs> the Jane Hotel is changing ownership and will become a new social club um, that has an L.A. location, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the worst part about social clubs is that, like, as much as everyone's like, ugh, no, everyone kind of still wants to go. And, you know, it's an annoying um, statusy thing that if someone invites me to go to fucking, you know, Ludlow House or especially the uh, Cipriani's one, yeah, I'm probably going to fucking go. But it sucks for a place like the Jane that's become a little bit more local artist you know, being, it's being used as a venue a lot, which is hard to come by. The finding a place that's like a non-theater space, that's like the right amount of seats and, you know, kind of cool and accessible. So that, that sucks. Cause I don't know that that will continue. Um, I'm kind of in the process of looking for a venue. I got an Akashic records reading done that says I should be starting a new show, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of, amazing and hilarious or just you literally like call this lady upstate who talks about her baby for a little bit and then opens the records to see you know your guides and whoever will like tell you it's it's fun it's cool and it's kind of you're getting information that you're like this cannot be made up for example I truly don't think everyone is getting this but of course I did you know we're talking about my column in nightlife a little bit and she said actually they're they're saying that cocktails are kind of good for you they they said yes keep keep having martinis with sparkling mineral water on the side and um of course I ask about drugs I say no but it was hilarious and 
yeah, of course, you know, they're like, stop watching four hours of TV at night and drink chamomile tea. So I go to Flower Power in the East Village, conned into everything there. I buy, what did I buy? Oh, an elixir um, (laughs) for your higher self. So stay tuned. Can't wait to meet her. I didn't get tea bags. Damn. Cool. Just bought two, three ounces of chamomile tea, no tea bags. Great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go to that tonight and, uh, try to dig for some information on the Jane. And then, you know, downstairs at Servos, they're doing a, a grailed event, which I have never been to an event at Servos. So, you know, I'm going to try to sneak in for that. And I am going to commit mentally to weekly episodes. So, or at least, yeah, no, let's say weekly. And I will, I, yeah, I will be here next week. Yeah. How about that? Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week and enjoy New York. Mwah.